0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources.
1: This is the Orange and or Black Insider Bengals podcast. We're going to get to a couple of listener questions here. So leave them in the live YouTube chat. Hit us up on the Orange and or Black Insider line 949-542-6241. Um, we'll also be scouring a couple of other things. Uh, areas on cincyjungle.com and at Bengals OBI on Twitter. So we're going to take some listener questions before we get out of here. So hit us up, but you can get this show in the meantime. If you're not with us live, you can get this show on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google play on Spotify. You can also get it on the megaphone platform as well as on YouTube and cincyjungle.com. Uh, so please hit us up with uh, some questions you have before we get out of here. Um, there, there was some talk early on in the live YouTube chat, um, and I think this is worth discussing because I saw more chatter of this on the uh, on Twitter earlier this week because of so many mock drafts, and you get overrun inundated with mock drafts at times. But um, there, you know, there's the situation of. What if the Devons aren't there? I see Ken Dipple talked about it early in the show. I see Alex Gonzalez mentioned it as well. Um, Jason Von Stein also said, I'd love to trade out of the first and get another this year. Um, is If those two guys are gone, and granted, it, it it depends on you know quarterback availability and all that stuff like we talked about, but if those two guys are gone, because I think those are the two guys we sit here today and we say, those are the two guys that are very ready to play, immediate impact player at the position that is needed the most, sidebar on our show post that we put up on Cincy jungle last week, we had a vote as to what position still needs the most help. And this was before the Darquez Denard signing and linebacker won by an absolute landslide. Mm. Uh, so if, if I guess the question is if the Devons are gone, what do the Bengals do? Is it, is it tackle or bust? Is it quarterback or bust or is it move back, collect more picks and try and build the other areas of the team?
2: This is why these discussions are always so great because like the list of guys who could potentially be gone for the team picking 11th overall spot, it reaches like 20. And you're like, guys, if both linebackers are gone and both quarterbacks are gone, that's four guys gone. and There's seven other guys that need to be picked. And you're talking about a class that's full of elite defensive line talent. If both Devons are gone, both quarterbacks are gone. A guy like Ed Oliver could be there. A guy like Brian Burns, the edge rusher from Florida State, could be there. You're going to get a guy who should be a clear top ten player available at 11th overall. And I I don't even think most people have Devin Bush as that as at the same um, level of grade as like a Devin White, who I think is rumored to go now. No further than like fifth overall to the Buccaneers. He probably he's probably going to go in the top five. So if, if he's gone then Bush is obviously the best linebacker available, Um, maybe, maybe like a couple weeks ago before the combine, he wasn't projected to be a high first round pick, but that combine obviously elevated his stock tremendously. So if he's somehow gone, that gives me great confidence that a very good player at another position in either defensive end or defensive tackle is going to be there available for the Bengals to pick and improve the team because that's all that matters. If, if their pass rush improves, at a at a greater rate, even if they don't get a first round linebacker, that still improves the defense overall, and they can still find a quality linebacker to put behind him there, which I think is is, is all that matters. You kind of just had to go with the flow with the draft because the draft is stupid, and stupid things can happen. And both Devons being gone in the first 10, 10 picks would be kind of a stupid thing t- to to think about just in the pre draft. But it's just one of those things that just kind of happens, and you know there's going to be two or three quarterbacks that are going to get picked, so it just leads to another great player at a position of need to be available there. So it's something to worry about, but not something to be too concerned about.
1: Yeah. We worry about this a lot. And, you know, for some reason we always say, Oh, the guy's not going to be there. The guy's not going to be there. And some, for someone, and falls. then he's
2: there and then they don't take him.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> David DeCastro. Hi, how are you? Um, so, yeah. I mean, someone's going to be there. Like you said, I, I, uh, if the Devons aren't there, Annette Oliver will be there. And that would, right. that would make a lot of people happy. If all three of those guys are gone, that means a quarterback will be there um, or one of the elite offensive linemen in this draft. So, I mean, someone's going to be there where you're going to be like, okay, there's value there. Right. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think there's going to be a massive reach, um, which is what the Bengals used to do in the pre-Marvin Lewis era. We do have a call on the line. I believe it's from our good friend Terrell. Terrell, how are you?
3: How
1: you doing? Uh-oh. Doing pretty good. Yeah, it actually feels like it's yeah. been a while since we've talked to you, bud. Yeah, uh, and I gotta
3: say since 95, it's felt like spring a little bit. Yeah. It was like 60 today. Yeah, uh, I just really wanted to just say that uh, I'm just kind of getting pissed off because um, all this week I've been hearing about the Browns or the Steelers, the Browns or the Steelers. I mean, the week, they not even mentioning that Ravens or the Bengals, like, it's like we not even the top team. It's like it's like I guess they just think that and down it is it is what it is. And Lamar uh, Jackson came through. And then the thing that was aggravating me was they they was going position by position, and they the way they thinking um, James Conner is like one of the like basically Le'Veon Bell, and and I'm thinking like shit, we still got Joe Mixon and stuff, and it was just irritating me. About the uh, just they everybody's just so blown over about the uh, Browns and they even still thinking about the Steelers. And also, uh, I just think real quick, but I just think that John Miller has got to be the starting right tackle or long right side with the right tackle with uh, Bobby Hart. And I think, um, I really hope, um, uh, dang, I forgot his name. I really hope, uh, this other uh, guy that started last year, said said. I really hope that uh, Price do fight
1: for that, uh, like a, either a center or a guard spot, hmm. and we get uh, maybe the uh, maybe the tackle from uh, Kansas State. Oh, Riz- Rizner, yeah. yeah but well, uh, well, Terrell, I, I, but the, the the first the first question, I, uh, we're going to address both of these, but your first question was probably one of the best ones you've you've submitted on this show because it is something I'm fired up yep. about. So, uh, appreciate you calling in, my friend, and we'll we'll talk to you soon. Um, the first, the first one, John, is something that I've, I'm kind of fired up about because Twitter every day. I mean, I saw this thing today where it was the Muppets singing about Baker Mayfield and he's Cookie Monster's favorite. i mean, I'm seen you going, dude, this is ridiculous. This is a team I, 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 we briefly talked about it last week, I think with Cody, but this is a team that won seven games last year, seven games, and they have made the playoffs once, since 1999, this is a team that has probably, I mean, aside from its early, 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 early foundations, has been as cursed or more than the Cincinnati Bengals in terms of choking away big games. Look, there are, there's a lot of talent on the, amassed on that team. There is a lot for that team to be excited about because of the drought that, that they've experienced. But... I mean, the media hype train is all over it. And God, if you're a Browns fan, God forbid Baker Mayfield ends up having a sophomore slump or people <laughs> threw him out or something, because that is going to be a gigantic fall from grace. Here's the other thing, um, because I do want to get your take on that jump. But the other thing is I like what Terrell said about matching up position players by position players. You go, Obviously, OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Antonio Callaway, there, there's a lot of talent there. Well, hey, Tyler Boyd just came off of a 1,000-yard season. A.J. Green is going to flirt with the Hall of Fame by the time he's done. And if John Ross takes somehow a big stride uh, this next year, that's not a bad trio. You have Tyler Eifert. You've you know you've got some talent. You've got Joe Mixon. You've got Giovanni Bernard. I mean, there are – when you kind of look at the exciting players, you go, well, you know, I mean – the Bengals have a lot of talent. My problem is, it's what I said earlier, the ifs. If everybody stays healthy, if John Ross takes the leap, if the coaching staff and their inexperience is far wiser beyond their years, that's where I worry in terms of the Bengals in comparison to maybe the Browns. By the way, Freddie Kitchens is a first-time head coach himself in the NFL. So, um, your your thoughts on all of that? I thought that was a good question by Terrell. You
2: mentioned the Browns and Steelers. So the Steelers are the the perennial team, even if they lose Antonio Brown, they're always going to be competitive because they have a good coach in Tomlin. They have a good quarterback in Roethlisberger. They're always going to have the cloud around this time of the year, even if they don't do much, because they rarely do anything in free agency. The Browns have done everything right since the, since the end of the season, they, they hired the right head coach in Freddie kitchens. They've surrounded Baker Mayfield with a lot of good talent on the offensive side of the ball. They made improvements in other areas beyond just free agency in, in terms of trade. So they've done everything right. And, I don't think it's surprising that the media would credit them for for doing the things correctly because if there's any if there's ever a time to like the Browns, it's before they end up kicking off Week One because you don't know what they're going to do beyond that. But I, I I think I think it's fair to praise what the Browns have done. Obviously, they have to prove it. Uh, to validate all this, all this going on. But when you look at the Bengals, it's more so the same old, same old besides hiring all the, all the head coaches, but in terms of just their overall team building process, nothing really major has happened compared to trading for OBJ and trading away, trading away Kevin out for Olivier Vernon. And then look at the Ravens who have done, you know, more, more so the same with, with their overall free agency approach. So I'm not really, shocked about it at all. It's popular to like the Browns right now. And a lot of the media is capitalizing off of that. And, you know, just looking at what they did towards the end of that season, when kids took over what the pieces they have now, what they retained and what they brought in. It's, it's easy to, to see that success keep building, but again, they have to prove it, but it, 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 it's, it's just, it's just the Muppets having fun, you know, like, like what well, it's not, it's not too much for me personally to be upset about because they do have a good team and they, they, they are primed to do something with it.
1: They just got to do it. Cookie Monster betrayed me. Um, uh, you know, here's here,
2: your Baker, Anthony. He makes okay.
1: cookies. I know, I know. Uh but I almost liken them to what the Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs, were last year, right? I mean, they've got the exciting quarterback who's now entering his, his second year with um not a full season of starting, but you know, this the sky seems the limit there. They've got talent at the wide receiver position, they've got talent at the the running back position. And by the way, have you noticed what's happened with the Kansas City Chiefs from late last year into this offseason? Kareem Hunt arrested. You've got issues with Tyreek Hill once again surfacing. Who knows what's going to happen there? They've lost D Ford. They they don't seem poised to resign Justin Houston. Um, that team is getting kind of fleet. Oh, what? what they lost Houston, right? Yeah. Um, so they they got rid of him. So uh Now you look at the Browns. I I don't want to say these are bad guys on this team or whatever, but there is a powder keg type of situation here. Now, could it be an AFC championship team? Could it be a Super Bowl-bound team with the talent they have? Yes. But Baker Mayfield was arrested in college. Uh, You've got Antonio Callaway with a myriad of issues himself. Kareem Hunt, I mentioned, who they picked up, is now going to be suspended for, I think, eight games. And uh, he has his issue Uh, OBJ, not really the same issues, but was known sort of as a locker room issue, I guess. Um, who knows if he's not getting the ball enough, what's going to happen there? My point is, this has the ability to do this, or this has, especially with the buildup, it has the ability to completely implode. Um, maybe not even in 2019, but maybe we look at 2020, we look at 2021, especially inexperienced head coach. How do you manage all the egos? Uh, am I base with that? It's the John Dorsey factor because a lot of those
2: players that you mentioned—they're right. brought in by the Chiefs from Dorsey when he was there. And then he went to Cleveland, drafted Mayfield, who I don't think was a bad person. I think he got caught in a bad situation there. They right. did draft Callaway, who had a myriad of issues. I don't think OBJ is necessarily a bad person, but there is, I guess, some weight to that. But Dorsey doesn't really care, and like he'll come off saying like, you know, I, I like my guys, but in reality, I think he's just purely just a football guy who doesn't really take stock into anything else when in regards to off the field stuff. But yeah, when you, when you put all those guys in, into that room, it it really comes down to, do they have the leadership at the most important spots to make it all work together? And that's what they're counting on Baker to be. And I, I think Baker has the capability of being that leader. I don't think he's just a clone of Johnny Manziel. And I think Kitchens is a guy that can work well with him as well. So as long as they have some type of, some type of mission, some type of singular mindset, some type of goal that, that, and all the leaders can kind of cohesively go together, they can, they can build something. And I think, from your point, how how much of a variance the season can go from that's that's like perfect eye candy for like the media to
1: talk about as well. Yep, a lot. it's going to be very interesting in this division, watching this division this year in in terms of new coaches, new talent, uh, guys coming back to teams, the Steelers losing guys and who they replace them with, all of that. We've got a lot of stuff coming up for the draft uh, for this program, both um, in terms of being involved in the SB Nation mock draft. So keep that. Uh, in mind with our uh, that, that's primarily going to be on our audio feed, so mm. uh, check that out and um, make sure that uh, you, you download that stuff because both John and I, I, I think you're, I think you're going to be involved, buddy. Uh, yeah. We're, we're going to be involved in the SB Nation mock draft, and then as the draft happens, we're going to figure out a game plan on how to do that. We're we're hoping to bring in some guests and talk to some people uh, in terms of reactions and everything that the Bengals do in a few weeks with the NFL draft. So keep it to our program and keep it to cincyjungle.com with all of the news updates and all that. This has been the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. As I mentioned before, you can get this show on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google Play, on Spotify, on Megaphone. You can also get it on YouTube and cincyjungle.com. We appreciate all the feedback. We appreciate the live listeners, and we appreciate all of you who download the show after the fact. Try and join us live sometime and uh, tell a fellow Bengals fan about our program. We love interacting with you guys. Appreciate it. See you next episode.